You're listening to The Bombad Generals. General? Oh. Hey, welcome to The Bombad Generals. It's Seth, and I'm here with Matt. Uh, and welcome. Uh, glad, So glad you're listening. Thank you for everyone who's been like sticking with us through this podcast. I know both of us just really enjoy it. Um, just having a good time talking, talking Legion. Um, mm-hmm. So, with uh, we're so sorry about last week uh, yeah. regarding Todd. Um, we just need to address this real fast that Todd was supposed to be here tonight, um, but we actually kicked him. We actually not kicked him off. We uh, he suspended. Yeah. Um, yes. Let's, we'll he, call it what it is. Yes. Uh, he was this time. It's on us. We are professionals <laughs> at the Bombad Generals. Not actually, but we we aspire to be. So yes. that means holding people accountable uh, when they do something very unprofessional like Todd did. So when he uh, has proven himself and done his hours of community service, then we might let him back on the podcast. Exactly. And I think we'll be giving no further official statement on that. Nope, uh, that's but it. in this, in similar spirit, we also <laughs> uh, want to address uh, an error we had on the last episode. I will also blame Todd for this. He was supposed to take <laughs> care of the key keyword, uh, which was uh, repair and restore. But obviously, we had to take it on the fly with him not being there. Uh, we had one of the points we were talking about was uh, mixing and matching. So you know, bringing back minis and repairing a wound or removing a vehicle damage token and bringing back a mini, like mixing things when you have something like R2 or Dell. Uh, so we said you couldn't do that. Uh, under current rules, you actually can. So shout out, I, I've, a couple people messaged us. I think the first person pointed out uh, was Mike Agnew on YouTube. So thank you, Mike, and everyone who did, because we don't want to be spreading uh, lies, misinformation, misinformation anything yes. like that. <laughs> No lies, deception, everyday more lies, not here. Um, Sager, we want to be Sagarera approved. Actually, I don't know if we do no. now, that I, now that I say that out loud. Maybe not. Uh, so forget that part. Everything else we said was perfect and accurate um, and definitely up to date with the new rules. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I've definitely heard repair played different, but the rules definitely mm-hmm. say and or now. So at some point that changed or I'm just dumb and 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 got lied to as well uh back in the day but is what yeah, it is so it is one of those keywords that has been changed periodically yeah. throughout the life of legion so and um, it's a weird it's a weird edge case that uh that only comes up every so often because there's only yeah. mul- a few characters it's almost like r2 and dell have dell's actually pretty great but i've only really run him with ig but uh r2 is not great these days so that's why i haven't been using repair too <laughs> but this is actually a good reminder that um, at the table, no matter who you're playing against, people are gonna not necessarily know. Uh, you know, th- they'll they'll have mistakes on the rules. It's gonna happen. Yep. I've had people at the table tell me, "Oh, you know, I know who you are. I'm sure you know the rules much better than I do. Ah, I trust you." And I'm like, "No, no, no, don't, don't <laughs> no, trust don't me. Do that. Call a judge. That's what they're yes. here for." I would feel bad if I told someone, "Oh, no, you can't do that." And it turns out they could, and they just, you know, believed me or, or or whatnot. I've had, even at, you know, LVO, I've had things that I was very convinced, like, oh, this is how it works. And then the judge say, no, Matt, you're, you're an idiot. That's not how it works. So it's no problem at all to call a judge. You're not trying to gotcha or be hostile. It's just... Not at all. Hey, if you're not sure, and it's important especially, like, just do it. Because yeah. <clears throat> um, there's a lot of rules, and there's a lot of iterations. So, mm-hmm. just a, a good learning coming out of that. But now on to the fun stuff. Yes. Yeah. Matt. Yes. So, one of our first segments is, we always do, what have you been running? Last week, we talked about always, Cody. What always, I was, yeah. almost, almost. But yeah. I want to know, what have you been running? Yes. So, since last week, I had my first game of the season 11, 10, ladder eliminations. And I was playing. And uh, you won. I won. I, I did a bit better, luckily, because I had less of a meme list. You were more <laughs> kind to me when you built uh, my Yoda Obi-Wan list. So You were not kind to me, but continue. I got to play. I I, I, I apologize. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, it's fine. But we, uh, we, 
I got to play against a Cassian Boba Rebel Gunline, 11X. Luckily, I built a 9-act version of the list, so it wasn't too much of a disparity. Especially when I remembered I can pass. I'm very used to not having enough acts to pass. Um, or having too many acts to pass, I should say. Mm -hmm. um, but it was, as expected, really fun. Because Yoda's really fun. It's been a while since I put him on the table. And just... You know, Obi-Wan is kind of whatever, but when you have two Jedi and two Force pushes, you can do a lot of crazy stuff. And one mm -hmm. really fun thing that I actually was utilizing that we talked about, I think just last week when we were talking about Cody, was the change to high velocity in Guardian, right? Because mm -hmm. they, they had triple snipers and Cassian. Uh, so I can't, I didn't have Protector on Obi, so I couldn't Guardian crits. But I could Guardian hits if, you know, they shot Yoda with a uh, sniper rifle. Obi-Wan, I, I would sometimes Guardian onto Obi-Wan, spend the dodge because he's not the defender, and then Yoda doesn't have to roll for a save. So making use of that little trick that we discovered. Uh, and you can, on the Luminous turn, you can even spend Yoda's dodge on Obi-Wan, and it's, it's so like Yoda dodged to the crit, or not, yes. or dodged the high-velocity hit, I should say. Yeah. So, and 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 I think the big the big appeal to running double Jedi is double force push. In this one, it has double guidance as well. Force push is an, an upgrade that's, I would say, pretty comfortably the best upgrade in the game. Yes. On pretty much every force user, if you're not um, taking force push, it's 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 just wrong. Let's just say and there, there's a big reason why force users are very expensive. Yes, and it's force push. And there's a reason that someone like General Grievous does not see any play, and that's because he does a similar thing, but doesn't have force push. It's Correct. it's pretty important to what they do. It's very powerful. It's not a 10-point card. It's a 10-point card that has to go on 160-point-plus units. Yes. Right? So I think it's a complicated card. You know, a lot of the time you see kind of players who maybe are just starting out or don't have much experience with force users who aren't putting it on because they're saying hey you know what i i haven't used i i don't really see the value in force push mm -hmm. what i would say is hey just like use it just like keep keep it in your list and just learn on the fly all the things or just, it can do. or just try games like try play like three games three to four games try two games with it two games without it and just see the difference yeah, well, I you mean, if, if you're not thinking you see the difference, just start trying things. We'll give yeah. some tips, in, I think, at the end. But we wanted to kind of transition to talk about movement in this episode and kind of some basics of movement. And then at the end, we can kind of come back to how force push messes with those paradigms and, and how that becomes uh, so powerful. Because there's very few effects in this game where you get to move your opponent's miniatures and force push is the main one. Correct. But... Let's start with the basics. Movement. We'll talk about measurement in, a, in our next 101 episode, but they're, they're tied a lot, so you'll probably hear quite a bit of crossover. Yeah. We've got three movement speeds. The, the speed one, speed two, speed three. And for me personally, the only ones that I have memorized are how long a small base trooper moves are yes if you're running vehicles well whatever we're not going to talk about movement vehicles figure it out figure it out yourself <laughs> but it's essentially four inches six inches and eight inches a little bit under each of those like just a hair mm -hmm. under but four six and eight and a range one tool is exactly six inches six inches so yeah. a speed one move is a couple inches short a speed two move is almost just short and a speed three move is more than distance one. Mm -hmm. So that's the very basics. Seth, anything off of that you want to add in? Uh, not really. Kind of like a, yeah. the four. Yeah, not, not. Nope. And, yeah, I think lots of lots of times speed two is the standard is the other thing. Co as, correct. As you, yeah. People have probably noticed speed two is kind of normal. If a character is only speed one, they're kind of slow. Uh, and if they're speed three, they're pretty fast. Yep. Of course, when you're talking about bigger bases, like a GAV tank or a uh, uh, an AA-5, because mm -hmm. you, you are moving the full length of the base, even when you have speed one, you're still pretty darn fast with those vehicles. So that's also something to consider. Yes. I think mostly we'll be talking about trooper movement in this, because honestly, Correct. 
vehicle mm. movement is funky and I don't play a lot of vehicles, so mostly when I do, I have to kind of look up some of the rules to make sure I know what I'm doing. Yes. Um, one, one thing that actually, I didn't put this in the notes, but we can talk about it here, cohesion. Mm. So I think TTS is bad for this because TTS, it's very handy, but when you move, it'll pop up a little rain, a speed one circle around four your unit in, leader. A four inch ring, yeah. Yeah, so it so it's like basically saying, hey, you can cohere in this circle, but you can't actually all no. the time, Correct. right? Why is that? Because Why you need that? to make it needs to be illegal speed, one move, and sometimes whenever you're around terrain or something, you have to like notch the base, um, mm-hmm. or like uh, turn the base. I, I don't know what the exact phrasing is called, um, but kind of angle the bend base. the tool, bend, bend the, tool. the tool. Yes, bend the yeah. tool to where like it does not become a full four inch move um, to in order to make that that movement for cohesion. Mm-hmm. So you cannot cohere speed one through a wall or something like that. Correct. That most people have a good grasp on that. The thing that yes. I keep catching myself on, because I've been playing a lot of shore mortars recently, is that now you cannot move through emplacement troopers, yes. which was not the case before. So it's it's a bit of a learning curve, which at least under my understanding, that means I can't cohere through an emplacement trooper. So I'm used to putting, you know, maybe I have a shore unit in front and I cohere one guy through the mortar. Nowadays, you can't do that. So can't just that. think about that when you're placing um, your mortars or your Mark IIs, anything like that, that's impassable. Mm-hmm. If you need to cohere through it or even just move through it, you can't. So yes. that's something important to keep in mind. That is a newer change that if you haven't played in placements really much since the CRB, you might not have thought of. Yes. I think another big thing is when it comes to movement is speed X moves. When something says perform a speed one move, perform a speed two move, there's a lot of confusion around what triggers around that. Because like does charge trigger, does relentless, do I get tactile, agile, can I climb, can I do this, do I ignore uh, difficult terrain? Seth, kind of talk us through how... In what ways is a speed X move different than just a move action with a unit? Yeah, so there's there's specific things that like trigger off a move action, like your relentless triggers off a move action. So like your the unit is physically taking the action to lay down the the movement template and move the model. Speed X moves kind of like force push. Um, or like pa- uh, Padme's two pip or um, Leia's two pip, um, where like they can perform a free speed X move. Those do not trigger like relentless. So you're moving the mini, but you don't don't get the effects of like charge, relentless, tactical, agile off of those. So they're a little bit different. But the the thing how they're both the same is they s- still both trigger trigger. Uh, like a standby because a move is still happening even though it's Mm -hmm. not a move action Um, so that's the big thing to think about even though it's not an action the speed x move it is still a move and since standby is like if an enemy unit performs a move you then can um then perform an action that is a really good point yeah because that's why it says there are ways in this game to get moves and attacks that are not actions, which is why something like standby says whenever a unit performs an action or moves or attacks, which is why, well, well, yeah, we can talk about it now. Force push. Force push. If someone dives your lines, you can stand by with your entire army and force push them. And that is an enemy unit that has moved. Even though it's a speed one move, Mm-hmm. They can all trigger, anyone who's in range can trigger their standbys, right? So that's something to be aware of when you're playing Jedi. People can do standby traps. Uh, I used to do this a lot when CAD came out. People would aggressively um, place the CAD token. I would stand by with my whole army because I could, you could pretty often figure out yeah. which token the CAD token is. Stand by with the whole army, move my Jedi up. Hey, look, it's CAD. He revealed himself because I got to range one. Force push, shoot him with my whole army, and he's dead turn one. He's dead, yeah. Right? So <laughs> that is something to be aware of with how those are interacting. I think what, uh, when we talk about speed X moves, one of the uh, great example to talk through is scout. 
-hmm. So if a unit has scout two, can I go into difficult terrain? Yeah, you can move through. You ignore mm -hmm. difficult terrain uh, whenever you scout. Now, let's say you scout into difficult terrain. Your first action, like during the, the activation phase, during turn one, you do have to like like lower your movement to get out of if you start terrain. moving yes yeah. if you, if you choose moving. to move and you're in difficult that's yeah. actually difficult to a whole we can talk about difficult terrain later uh because there's some interesting things there mm -hmm. but i think a lot of people shorthand now so the, the what can you not do on a speed uh x move so you can't like two? Let's yeah, say. so on like Scout 2, you can't like climb, so it still has to be like a normal move. You can't use your jump because like some keywords, some like arcs, you can add jetpacks. You can't do jump. Yeah, um, jump requires a move action. It's correct. when you're doing a move action, you can mm -hmm. you can jump. You can't do like your relentless tactical agile uh, on any of those. It's just you're just simply moving the unit forward, uh, but you don't get any special effects from it. Yes, and I think. A lot of people shorthand when they think, hey, I don't care about difficult terrain to, hey, I don't care about terrain. And they think that, oh, I can go up a, it's just a distance, yeah. right? I can go up a, a, a level two, a height two building. That's not the case. You ignore difficult terrain because if it says you have scout two, you use the speed two move. Correct. Right? That's why you don't care because it's telling you what tool to use. Yeah. But you still, climbing is something you do instead of a move action. You're not doing any of that. You don't get to do a climb. It's pretty much expanding your deployment zone, that extra four or six inches. Um, but of course, it still, has to, it still yeah. has to deploy and make a legal speed move um, just mm -hmm. for, you know, rules and everything. Yeah. And, you know, one, maybe this is helpful for people to think about it, right? If you could charge off of a, or use Relentless off of a speed one move, then you could, when you force push someone, they would get to attack, which is weird. It is so weird. It would be a big think nerf about to force that push. When <laughs> you're looking at Leia and thinking, oh, if I do a speed one move, I can attack. No, it's, it's not no. going to work no. like that. The um, only time you can move outside of your action and like perform like a, like is like guidance or pull the strings to get mm -hmm. the like special thing yeah. outside of your own activation i think those might be one of the only two free you know outside of activation move actions uh in the game right now but i think i eh, think maybe so. there's more maybe there's more but yes those ones they say move action sweet you get to trigger all your stuff so that's that while we're on the topic of scout he's not a very popular unit right now but rex Ooh. i think there's a lot of players who Honestly, the, it's just not reading the keyword. If you read Scouting Party, it says, hey, if you've already scouted, you can't scout again. Correct. Be aware of that. You know, you can't scout one and then scout two with Rex. Um, <laughs> or you can't, like, take an arc, scout two, and then Scouting Party another two. Doesn't work like that. Nope. Important to note because Wicket has Scouting Party. We're going to see that keyword probably a lot more uh, than we have for the last however long year and a half since rex got toasted <laughs> since um, post 2021 update yes so that's something to be aware of there we've already talked about it a bit but i think uh, do you want to talk about the mobility keywords or do you want to talk about difficult terrain first oh uh, let's let's touch on difficult terrain because we're kind mm -hmm. of already on that subject yeah yeah what do you want to talk about difficult terrain uh, so I, I, there's some tricks that I think I've used in the past for difficult terrain. Um, one that includes force push. Again, force push, such a powerful keyword. But taking a unit that is speed two or more uh, and putting them in difficult terrain is very effective. Um, one, because they have to then make a speed one move to get out of there. Um, mm -hmm. Again, it's kind of it's still kind of effective for speed three, but not as effective. Um, but it's more of those speed two trooper units. Um, in difficult terrain and also using difficult terrain for your advantage whether like objective play um, for key, key positions and everything um, mm -hmm. I think is, is, is some cool tricks that I, yeah. I've used in the I past. think on a very basic level when we're talking difficult terrain if you 
if the unit leader or any miniature starts their turn in difficult terrain, even if oh, it's yeah. one guy out of five, you have to slow down. To a minimum yes. of one, but you have to slow down. Um, and then, conversely, if you are ending your turn in difficult terrain, then you have to slow down. You can't do a speed to a full speed move, whatever that is for you. you if it's you know, if you're a, a rebel trooper unit, your speed is two. If you do a full speed two move, you cannot then cohere into difficult terrain. If you want to cohere into that terrain, you have to slow down on the move and then cohere. Yep. So that's something. But you can cohere through difficult terrain still. Correct. Like a barricade. Yep. This is classic a barricade move, right? Usually you want to put your unit leader in front or to the side of the barricade so they can move ahead at full speed and then cohere your unit behind the barricade, which mm -hmm. is going through the barricade, but it's not like area terrain or anything like that. Correct. It's, Correct. it's fine. Usually if you're cohering into difficult, often that means it's like difficult area terrain. Uh, yeah. For the most now, part. You can, there might be you can still do a trick like cohering through like a difficult area terrain as mm -hmm. long as like the whole base of the miniature is not in the area terrain. Yeah. Then it would still be a not difficult terrain move. Mm -hmm. So there are tricks there. That's why that works. Uh, but yeah, something to be aware of because, you know, if you're trying to jump on a key position, right, and it's a difficult key position... You want to make sure, hey, I can get there with a even a slower move to the middle of that KP. Something like that. So, yeah. now that we've talked about difficult terrain, we can talk about some of the keywords that ignore the difficult terrain. Yeah. The list I've got, climb isn't really a keyword, it's, it's an action, but that's how you, you know, we'll get there. Climbing, we've got jump, we've got unhindered, expert climber, scale. Those are the main ones, mm -hmm. I'd say. Um, talk us through. Talk us through those. Do we want yeah. to do rankings? What's the most powerful? Uh, jump is the most powerful. Yeah. As of this yeah. moment, uh, one. So jump. What it means is just you can ignore up to jump X the X height while moving. That includes difficult terrain as well. Um, so for and instance, impassable like, terrain and impassable. Well. Yes. Now you yeah. still cannot like land in impassable terrain, but you can still jump through impassable terrain. Like a mortar, um, like a mortar. You need to. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, like, uh, like most, a lot of the Jedi's have it. Jump, jump one. Um, just your speed, speed one move. Jumping over everything. The only, the only caveat of using that, you can only use it one time during your activation because uh, it has that special action symbol. And since you, like, some people get confused about it because you are making a move action, but you're still triggering that jump action in order to ignore that terrain but the second action can be a move action you just cannot do that jump action because you, the only mm -hmm. action you can do twice is a standard is move moves you well yeah. you can do non-standard moves like pivots it's yes. technically the the jump is a card action and card yes. actions you're limited to to one so if you are a jedi and you need to jump off a building you then can't jump over a mortar on your next move because you've already Correct. used jump so that's important to kind of plan out your movements. Unless you're Yoda on his one pip, then you can use... Do whatever the heck you want. Do whatever the <laughs> heck you want. Yeah, who um, cares? It's very niche. In the CRB, jump changed so that if you're on height to terrain, it used mm -hmm. to be no matter what your jump value was, you could always go down as far as you needed to. Now yes. you can only go up or down equal to your jump value. So if you have jump one and you're on height two... You can't jump all the way to the surface of the battlefield. Correct. You have and to go is, down to... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was saying, that's always measured from the bottom of your base, not yeah. any part of your silhouette. Yeah. Um, doesn't come up a bunch, but if it ever does, you're going to feel real bad if you strand your Jedi somewhere weird. Yeah. Um, because especially now, you cannot climb height two normally. Before, we had, you know different rules for for clambering and and such yeah. where you could now climbing climbing is where you decrease your speed um or it's always speed one uh and you can go up height one right mm -hmm. and um if you want to make it height two you need expert climber or scale and that's mm -hmm. it right that's now. it 
That's it. Well, unless jump jump two. Unless you have jump two. Yeah. Yes. But if you're just a normal unit trying to trying to climb around, you cannot go up height two terrain. You'd have to Cannot. again go up height one and then maybe height one again. Again, doesn't come up a ton, but it is important. I think even before the CRB changes, I was trying to get a bit more height two terrain on my tables because I, I felt at least for me that was a, a bit of a gap. Not I didn't really have much for for height two terrain on some of them. It's good. It stops things like speeders from being able to ignore everything, yep. um, because you know with speeder X they can ignore train up to height X. So you know speeder bikes, barks, all that just ignore height one train for the most part. So having uh, height two stuff is good for that. But also, it's nice to have some things that uh, not everybody can climb onto. Mm -hmm. So if you're table building, you know looking at having some really good, uh, interesting dynamic tables. You definitely want to have stuff that people can climb. You don't want to make it, you know, a, a purely grounded game. Yeah. But you want to also have it so that uh, there are some spots where not everyone can go. You know, and that gives a little bonus to something like Mandos. If people people have that, like if people paid for the jump two keyword, then hey, or or expert climber or scale, maybe they get like a little special area that they can go to. Then you just run Boba and you're, you can yeah. just do whatever you want. <laughs> so yep. I'd say, I guess if we're ranking it after jump for that reason, I, I would put scale, scale because it's kind of, it's kind of a combination of the other two keywords. It's yes. expert climber and it's and unhindered. unhindered. So unhindered is you ignore difficult terrain. Yep. That's it. Pretty nice. Yep. Um, characters like Han. I really like that on, um, mm -hmm. Anyone else really who's really big into that unhindered? I guess like maybe Black Suns you could put it on. I don't like. I've seen it on IRG. Like they like. Yeah, IRG like it. Yeah, because if you've got units who need to close to get close, yeah, then you want to make sure. Yeah, you want to make sure that you can actually really go full speed. You don't want to get bogged down by difficult terrain or, or barricades. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so those kind of guys, if you've got like a gun line and you've got like pikes, they don't really need no. unhindered. They're sitting back at range anyways, right? It's probably save the two points for environmental gear and just be cool with it. Yeah. It's only units that really matter. Like you want, there's a lot of movement happening, um, mm -hmm. which I think there's like magnets already have unhindered. So those guys. Oh, and so guys. do freaking uh, the blizzard storms, HRUs. Yeah, I could see like I could see an argument uh, to put it. <laughs> oh no, I could see an argument to put it on black suns. Like if you're just really yep, trying to close yep. that gap, um, the gap. Uh, and then it so, competes. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 you go for it. I think for something like a black sun skew, it kind of competes with recon intel. Because yeah, getting that does. extra speed one at the start of the game, that's four inches that you're getting closer mm -hmm. to your enemy. Versus every slow move you make is, again, if you're going from speed two down to speed one, that's about two inches you're saving or losing. Yep. So if I think recon intel is probably still the way I'd go on something like Black Suns or like a, a range two skew, because what are the chances that I'm going to have three difficult moves in my path? It's true. Probably it's true. not that much. So if I can get four inches guaranteed, if I'm at two uh, two difficult moves in there, hey, I still broke even. If I'm at yeah. one, I'm ahead of the game by taking recon intel. Versus exactly. Han, um, or even Cassian to an extent, like those guys, they don't necessarily need that turn one as move as much. Han's not all about beelining it to the enemy as fast as possible. He's probably gonna just hide somewhere turn one anyways. So he doesn't necessarily need those four inches. Yeah. But and then you have that kind of oh go ahead no 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 go for it I I was just thinking we can kind of transition to like scout is a great example of how you can get some extra movement in but there's some mm -hmm. other ones um, you know like guidance and such I think just examples of hey why would you want to to utilize some of this extra movement so for me when we're talking about that like recon intel there's a couple really good examples that I've got tactically from some list, lists that I've run recently, why I want that. So we'll talk more in the, in the measurement 101 about 
the ranges on the battlefield. But essentially, you start range four apart, just beyond mm-hmm. range four, uh, because the whole the whole table is it's three feet wide, um, so that's six inches or sorry, uh, range six. And yeah. then if you've got something like battle lines, um, you know, a lot of deployments have a section that's range one up across from each other, so that leaves range four in between. On something like my RPS squad, I don't know. I think you. I don't know if you do this, but on my RPS squad, if I've got the points these days, I'm putting recon intel in there. Oh yeah. So yeah. that I don't have to wait for their dark troopers to activate before I can shoot them or mm-hmm. fire support them. I can get yeah. a fire support off turn one before you've activated your dark troopers if my RPS has recon intel, because I can get. I don't want to get too close. But I can get from beyond four into four, which is all you need. So I think mm-hmm. that's a really good use of it. Are you putting it on your RPS squads for similar uh, reasons? If I have the points, it depends. Yeah. Uh, I know I put it back on my RPS squad when I had when I was running Rex. But then again, like Rex also has scouting parties, so you could scout scout them party sc- scouting party out. Uh, mm-hmm. Not that's seeing why. It. What go- that's why that that's another great example just to cut in there. It, Rex, you always want recon intel on Rex. Oh yeah, because he's—it's a multiplicative effect, right? If he doesn't have it, he scouts one. Two buddies scout one. If he has scout two because of recon intel, two buddies get to scout two. It's pretty. So good. you're getting a lot for two pretty points, good. and he has two gear slots. He's probably not using. He doesn't have like three things he wants to put in gear. Gear is kind no. of a whatever upgrade. Yeah. So he's a great candidate for him. He's just garbage, but. <laughs> Uh, he loves recon intel. Yeah, he does. I know Wookiees do. Like I liked it in Wookiees. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially post CRB changes. But still, like even now, CRB changes. I'd still put recon on them just to get again, like close that gap to just get those Wookiees in. Because now more than ever, Wookiees need that extra move to get into mm-hmm. um, combat with um, like get their enemy. And because they natively have unhindered, they're going to ignore that difficult train anyways. So yep. they, you're not sacrificing anything. Yep. Um, yep. I think the one other example I have is Boba Fett. So in my yep in my worlds list when I was running um, uh, Rule with Respect, that's a card that usually I was playing at turn one and. The ability only has effect when Boba Fett has a face-up order token. So I want him to be face-up for as long as possible. But also, I want to kind of get him moving towards the enemy so that if 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 uh, the rest of my army is in range one of him, they're also moving towards the enemy. If I put yeah. him in the back and well, I want to use his ability, that kind of handicaps me on where I can I put my forces. So... Partly, I would put recon on him because, let's be honest, sometimes in your deployment zone, there's not a place you can hide. There's not a place you can stay out of LOS. So, if you've got someone like a Jedi, because lots of Jedi don't have gear slots, then maybe you activate them early, move, move, hide, and you're good. Mm -hmm. On rule with respect specifically, I don't want to do that because uh, then I don't get the ability. So, take recon intel. That gives me a big area that maybe I can scout somewhere hidden and then move my army up behind. And then, hey, now Bob is closer to the enemy. The chances that he can move shoot with maybe six dice uh, because he gets to range two, they go way up. Mm-hmm. So I think Boba's a really uh, great candidate for something like Recon Intel for that reason. Yeah. If I'm not running with respect, you know, sometimes people like it because they can close range to get the rocket off more easily on turn one i don't like that i that's that's not really why i'm putting it on there but that sort of stuff i think if commander luke was any good recon intel's a fine upgrade on him because similarly hey now i can kind of hide him off the bat so if you've got a unit where hey i really don't want this unit to be in a vulnerable position turn one giving them a little bit of extra movement helps a lot with that yep one last thing because I just thought of this while we're on. Well, this has turned into the scout <laughs> podcast, scouting one hundred and one. But hostage exchange. Ooh, why? Yeah. Why does my scout? I gave. I gave this core recon intel. Why doesn't that work on hostage exchange? Uh, because they didn't deploy. They were placed mm-hmm. um, 
via the objective, where Scout says after you deploy, you may make a speed one move, where unlike, um, unlike hostage change, you're more placed. Yeah. And now, but like Rex's yeah. scouting party breaks that because technically, so like after he deploys, he can move someone after they deploy or he can just move a unit that has not scouted. And since yes. they have not scouted, they can then move to make that free speed to speed to move if you have recon intel. So Rex on scouting party is really good to get that free speed to move for your hostage mm-hmm. if you get within range two of him. Really good Which on is, advanced positions as well. Yeah. Speed three. Yeah. Yep. It's a numbered keyword, so it stacks. So if you've got yep. someone with scout one on advanced positions, they're getting scout two. If they've gotten scout two, they're getting scout three. That's awesome. Um, I forget what I was... T- what I was on a, uh, on a path there. I don't know. <laughs> but hey, that's, uh, that's okay. We talked a lot about scout... There's a lot of really good utility. Now, uh, just remember, there. yeah, on scout, you cannot yeah. end your scout move on base contact with a objective token. Still. Yes. That and is a big thing that's, that they changed. That's a great transition. Unfortunately, I also remembered what I was going to say before, which was same deal with rapid reinforcements. When you come in with rapid reinforcements, you are placed. You do not get to scout because you're not deployed. Mm. You're placed on the battlefield. I guess same with CAD. I don't know the exact wording, if it's a place or a swap, but he's not deployed, so he couldn't like scout Correct. off of uh, off of his token being revealed. But transition, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, boom, 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 <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Uh, we had a masterful transition to talking about. Now I forgot that already. My goodness, my brain's everywhere tonight. My apologies. <laughs> It's okay. Uh, Is it force push? Still recircling back to force push? No, you said right before we were talking, right before I... uh, Oh, we we talked about extra moves outside of the unit's activation. Yes, because you cannot base a... um, Yeah, so if you've got scout three, you cannot base like a VAP or something. Mm -hmm. So to continue on, hey, why is scout good? It changes the math on that because... Because range one is larger than a speed uh, uh, speed two move, you can't, and pretty much all objectives like VAPs, Recover, um, all those ones, even Supply Boxes, the condition, uh, they are all range one at least from your deployment zone. Mm-hmm. You can't move and tap them with a speed two unit right away. Correct. Unless you have a way to scout forward. Or Correct. you have speed three. So that's where speed three units can really get some versatility. You know, uh, if you've got a Mandalorian who's not really doing much that turn, maybe, you know, Sabine is, is sitting back uh, or or Boba, they can just move up and tap that VAP or, or recover that box right away, which is very handy. So yeah. that's a good thing. While we're on the topic of speed three, burst of speed. Ooh, we can talk about really this with, with force push. So... When we're talking about these upgrades, they're really good because they change the math on engagement. Correct. Right? If you've just got a, a Jedi with charge or and no force push, if I'm trying to get to your army safely, which means in engagement with a trooper unit, I have to be range two, a little bit closer than range two mm-hmm. at the very least because two speed two moves for the most part for most Jedi. Uh, or even closer if you're a Commander Vader, very sad. If I've got Force Push, now that engagement range went from about 12 inches to about 16 inches. Mm-hmm. If I have Burst of Speed, now I'm doing an 8-inch move. So my two moves are 16, and Force Push is another 4. Now we're at 20 inches. We've hit that magical 18-inch mark, which is range 3. A range lot of gun three. lines... If you, you know, talk about our, our Gunline 101 episode, a lot of Gunlines operate at that range 3. So yep. once you've breached that threshold, now I can uh, engage you if you shoot at me. Yep. For the most part. If you end your turn, if you move up and shoot me, I will burst of speed into you, force push, and now I'm stuck. Now, yep. don't always do that. Maybe they have a Jedi. No. Yeah. Right? And they'll force push you and, and kill you, and you'll be really sad. But... The threat is there. It really changes the math quite a bit. 
Yes. That's one really good thing, a burst of speed. And again, just like having speed three is fantastic. Fantastic. So it's really good for like yeah. Maul, because like mm-hmm. for like a, like any other Jedi or Sith, like with Charger Relentless, they can, when they do that double move, they're not and they're still within a few inches away. They can't attack, but Maul he can move, move, force push them in, and then attack. So Maul's really good at that, especially with the bursts of speed. Um, I was a big that. fan of Maul with bursts of speed. That was in my uh, LSO list back in the day. Yeah, um, the, it's a little tougher to swallow now that it it's now. ten points and choke mm-hmm. is five. Yep. It it got unfairly well maybe fairly, but and and choke just got unfairly not wrecked in the last update. But yes. um Burst of Speed's still a really good card. Um pretty much every three four slot user I, I'm taking it on. Mm-hmm. Um yes. and it's if you don't have access to force choke, as in you're a light side force user, it's very strong contender for that second force slot. Correct. Um and similarly, Din's jetpack, right? Yeah, his I'm paying 15 points for that every time if I'm running Din because the difference between speed two and speed three on a character that's trying to be mobile, trying to engage, which he is, he likes being in melee, being in close range. Um, I'm paying that. I'm paying that cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The more the more of the cost is less of the jump and more of the speed three. Mm-hmm. Jump which is good I hope, too. Okay. I hope they, I hope they add that to Ark's jetpacks. Mm-hmm. That'd be nice. That'd be really nice. I don't know, though. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Jetpacks, unless you're Arcs or Old Man Boba, they don't increase your... They do increase your speed unless you're those two characters. Correct. Correct. So let's talk... Let's real uh, real quick touch on climbing real fast. Okay. Um, And then we we can get to the big force push. And then we'll get to the big force push. Um, So climbing uh, is an action. It is a movement action um, to where you can climb up a height of one... um, Height one or less... Um, and just to make a speed one move it's really this climbing has really brought a whole whopping lot of units that were good to like really good level like from let's a a tier to like s tier i think i think of like darth vader like he was already Mm -hmm. like a plus c s minus tier now he's like s plus uh with this climbing rules because of like you know we've talked about it before you know like the move up relentless move down climb down also with snowtroopers like this is a mm-hmm. i saw this a lot in snowtroopers when playing blizzard it's just climb up to height one they're just hanging out behind a line of side blocker and climb yeah. up height one shoot climb back down with their steady uh it's a really good keyword um movement wise uh, it helps with your force users with their jump because like we mentioned earlier you can only jump once so you can like jump onto a height one building uh, and then like do whatever you need to do and then like climb down or like jump up and then mm-hmm. climb down um, yeah. or like climb up and then jump and however way you want to do that. There's a lot of ways to do it for sure. Yeah, but climbing does help the the variance in height whenever you see different tables. Um Mm, yeah, it's yeah. it's made it's a change I've liked. It makes things a lot more um, dynamic, vertic- yeah. uh, vertically speaking. Um, we'll see if something like Wookies get any attention that makes them more mobile because things yeah. with scale lost a bit of mobility. Uh, but yeah, anything with there was an old trick with CAD under the old rules where you would like have ascension cable, so you'd use his jump to get up and then trigger steady and then trigger um the free move down with ascension cables and scale now everyone can do that if you've got relentless or you've got steady you can just jump on top of a building shoot jump back down if snows had a real heavy weapon they'd be very scary (laughs) it's true it's true so if anything comes out with relentless my first thought is like yeah what kind of weird peekaboo shenanigans can i do you could always peekaboo around the corner you know, mm-hmm. walk around a building, walk back. Now you can do it otherwise. Which right? helps so a lot you, with like this new cover rules, uh, cover rules, because usually a higher elevation helps you get people out of cover. Mm-hmm. Harder than before. Um, but now since it's so hard to get uh, people out of cover, getting above them is one of the not only ways, but definitely one of the better ways. It's one of the most uh, effective ways. Yeah. I say that like as in like it's very hard to get people out of cover so most effective is like most effective is keywords blasted (laughs) sharpshooter too yeah yes coincidentally we saw a lot of a lot of blast and sharpshooter at worlds who would have thought who would have thought not me 
But let's let's talk about the the big thing. Force yeah. push. Just watch. We're gonna talk more about two point whatever recon intel than we're gonna talk about <laughs> the goat card, which is force push. The goat. Seth, card. you're a lover of for all things force push. Do you want to lead us off? Why do you yeah. love force push? So I love force push. Um, because who doesn't love Force Push? Because I'm, mm. I don't know, I'm a simp I think for Luke Jedi's. Cook. I don't know if I've ever seen that guy run Force Push, but he's won two world championships. So. It's true, without good it. Good on him. Yeah. Without yeah. Force Push, so good on him. Uh, so again, we mentioned before, I th like think Force Push is one of the biggest reasons why um, the, uh, the Jedi and Force users are so expensive. One, because Force powers are really good, and out of all the force powers, force push is the best for force power. One of the key things of why it's so powerful is on force push is it's a, one, it's a free action. So it doesn't take up any of your main two actions. So that's super helpful. Uh, and then you perform a speed one move. So it's not a perform a speed one move action of an opponent of an opponent, but it is even while it's engaged. So if I'm using a force user and I like dive in, like we said before, using that burst of speed, um, getting into like 20 inches of getting engaged so that you're safe so you can't be shot. So what you do then is your next turn, you force push that unit out. So it's making a move, but it can do it while it's engaged. So now you're moving it out of engagement. So that frees you up to then do whatever you would like so that you can then move and like do another charge into a different unit. Mm -hmm. um, the only caveat is you can only use force push once a turn. Yeah. It's incredibly important to dictate your engagement yes. as a melee uh, centerpiece. Now, yes. something like Wookiees, the reason they can get by without it is because there's three of them and that's their whole deal mm -hmm. and they're 100 points each. A Jedi is... One, you know, again, probably what with upgrades, we're talking 180 to 220. Yep. And they, they they can't afford to have you just be like, oh, I have a unit with two guys left. I'll walk them into you, sacrifice them to keep you where you're at. Right. Yeah. Force push keeps that from happening. Now, if if your opponent ties you down with two units, suddenly force push, you can only get rid of one of them. Right. So but you're at least making them bring more resources to bear against you to slow you down. Or if you're op Luke with disengage and force push, now they have to bring three units to engage mm -hmm. you with before you are stuck. Cause at two, he pushes one away. Now he's only engaged with one. He can use disengage, get out of there. So critical, 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 not even just to, kill things to, to be able to say hey I want to go kill that guy so I'm going to get you out of the way but also just to get where you need to be to yep. threaten objectives um, to protect yourself because that's the other thing uh, Jedi want to be in very specific spots usually in melee we'll talk more about you know uh, well is always going to come up I think it's, yep, it's, it's a big part of the game force push we've talked about already really a lot of the time it's force pull you're moving yeah. them into you um and again they've got to be within four inches of you because you are moving the unit leader in you can't cohere yes. into a melee uh so you need their their unit leader within four inches of you if you don't have force push you have to again end already in contact with them correct a lot of the time what a jedi could do is they can move move chop one guy up kill them force push an activated unit into them that's what I was doing a lot of this weekend, right? When you have two force pushes, it's just that on steroids. It's like, hey, yes. I withdraw. My other force user is going to go and force push you back into them. Or I'm going to move, move, you know, chop someone up. And then next turn, my force user is going to go and, and force push a different guy. Or guidance takes it up to 11 because now I'll guidance Obi-Wan to go attack someone else. Mm -hmm. Right? Like guidance and pull the strings. A huge part of them sure you can get extra attacks you know with pull the strings or with um relentless on yoda's two pip right uh with guidance but a lot of their value is in the extra movements there's all kind of shenanigans yeah i think it was our uh one of our early episodes i think you we talked about yoda probably back in november december uh yeah. if you want a really deep dive it was our key keyword but 
getting an extra speed to move it we won't rehash it but it does a lot of stuff that you just it breaks your brain you don't think about it yep and then i think probably the most powerful use of force push is it's a guaranteed effect that relocates an enemy which is incredibly important when you talk about most objectives in the game yep we've talked about it before it'll always come up the best competitive mm -hmm. strategies are the ones that are not going to rely on dice for the most part right right because i can know that this is going to happen if i have a force user with an untapped force push as long as they don't die i can use that force push which means if i'm doing math on an intercept point i know that hey when my force user goes i will force push an activated unit off and they will not be able to score or I will force push off one of their backfield units before they activate and then they'll be so far away that they can't get to scoring position, right? It's not like, oh, I have to roll five hits and they have to fail enough saves that I kill two guys. It's, this is going to happen yeah. if I want it to happen. Yeah. And uh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, as a reminder, force push, it's not like, even though it's a speed X move, you cannot like climb. So you can't go mm -hmm. over height one or under height one or like, you know, up or down. You can't push people off buildings. You can't nope. push them off the battlefield. It's it goes back to our whole speed X move discussion. But yes, it also means if you force push a Tauntaun, they don't get a dodge from Agile. They right. used to, but that's been changed for unrelated reasons that have to do with arcs uh, gaining a lot of aims on uh, yes. scouting moves. It was not a nerf. To, it was, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Oh, it's not like independence arc getting. Anyway. Yeah, we can't have two, we can't have all these tokens before the turn starts, before the game even starts. Also, Each turn. <laughs> meet independent. What if you got that every turn? Yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. What if you had so, in, Okay, never mind. That's that's. What if you had drafting. what? Oh, like independent like move move like, yeah. like you did it independent yeah. and it's like oh make a free speed one move that's so op but that'd be moves good spicy. moves are very, very good, good in this yes. game mm -hmm. yeah yes just anything unless unless it's the keyword expert climber it, uh, unless it's the keyword expert climber things movement related are usually pretty good yes Ex um, yes so correct is there anything we haven't touched on when it comes to movement other than vehicles? Uh, whatever. When we're no. talking about trooper movement. No, uh, just a quick reminder on force push is that like if a unit has a standby um, and so let's like, let's mm. say uh, if like I had this come up in the game earlier where um, someone's Darth Vader moved, move and then took it like or moved and took standby, you know, I still had my force user left to go. And I was within range one of that unit. If I so that unit, that force user, I can move that per unit with a standby, and that person would lose. Darth Vader would then lose his standby because he made a move, uh, and that standby mm -hmm. wouldn't trigger because I did like uh, force yeah. push first. Um, so just a quick reminder that don't stand take a standby if you're within range one of a force user that has activated with force push up. Yes. Um, or if you do know that that is a possibility, right? But yeah, you yes. don't want to, you don't want to dive a Jedi and stand by. And then if they're just going to force push you and you're not going to have the standby anymore. Correct. Um, that's a, and that's basically the only way you can knock a standby off of dark troopers as well. Yes. Um, now, quick reminder that force powers, you do not need line of sight. So you can unless do unless they say push. they do, and I unless don't think say. any really do. I don't yeah. think so, um, because it's a force they can feel their way through the line of sight blocker. Mm -hmm. um, so you can like move people out of line of sight. Yeah, one or one thing you can do um, is you know if if they're behind a wall that you're behind and you're trying to hide, you force push them and maybe cohere them forward cohere. and then use a move, go into, into melee the with them. The unit you cohered, yeah. Yeah, so that's another thing. When you force push someone, you get to do the coherence. Yep. If that's a word, cohesion. I think Co cohesion, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Coherence is what I've not been today. Um, <laughs> so you get to do the cohesion, which means, hey, at the very least, like sometimes with op Luke, because he has disengage, I get to the end of 
his activation, and I'm kind of like, ah, I don't really need to use Force Push, but I've got Master of the Force, so there's no reason not to use it. Hey, I'll, I'll Force Push this unit, uh, cohere them forwards. Now they're at range of a lot more stuff in my army, right? Maybe yeah. they were trying to hang out at range four. I Force Push them, and now they're at range three. Because you can move a full range band. If they've mm -hmm. cohered, usually people cohere towards themselves, um, not towards the enemy. So if you move the unit leader and then cohere a guy forward towards your army, then uh, that's four inches of the move plus four inches on cohesion. So you've moved them eight inches closer to you. Yep. Um, so that could move them from range five into range three. It's super helpful if that unit's like carrying an objective token because then you can like move that objective token away from the army more. So like, let's say mm -hmm. hostage exchange, you can then like move, force push them, cohere away, get into melee with that unit. And then they then mm -hmm. have to teleport the unit leader with into melee with you. And then, mm -hmm. then hence that objective token also comes with you. So that's like an extra, that's like more than eight inches of the objective token being moved. Yeah. It's a lot. And my, okay, I'll say it'll be my final tip. It'll be my final tip. The, <laughs> when it comes to pre-measuring with uh, the movement tools, you're allowed one movement tool on the table at a time. Yes. So you can't like put a movement tool down, put another, like put a second movement tool down to like figure out where you're going to be. But if you've got a speed one unit, like Dark Troopers or Yoda or whoever, two speed one moves, well, we said, hey, it's four inches. Four inches, four inches, eight inches, that's a speed three move. So it's one speed three move is close, not exactly, very close to two speed four moves. So if I want to say, hey, if I double move Yoda, what would that look like? I can pull out the speed three tool and then I just have to imagine his base at the end of it. And that's two speed four moves. Of course, you can bend the tools differently, but if you're looking at straight line speed, that's that'll do it for you same with dark troopers if i'm like hey where will my two activations get me down the battlefield boom measure it yeah. if we're talking about measuring you know and you've got a pile pile drive and objective at the end of the game hey i've got speed two units make sure that i'm within range two going into turn six because if i'm further than range two it's impossible for me to get there with two speed two moves Correct. right or maybe i want to be in range one so that even if i get suppressed I can make a single move and get to that objective, right? So always be measuring and know if you take anything away, remember four, six, and eight for the small base troopers, a little under four inches for speed one, a little under six inches for speed two, a little under eight for speed three. And if you want to know more, figure that out yourself. That's homework. <laughs> or drop a comment or email us on the on the podcast email us we'll i think i think there's a lot of resources out there i think people have made up like charts of like how much each thing moves depending on base size but eh, if i'm running tons i'll remind myself how much tons can move relative yes to, to a normal thing i remembered prepping for worlds i did a lot of experimenting with barks because the bark space are a little bit different than all the other speeders bases. that's true they're nice and big so they are nice and big yeah. yeah, I think that Remember, wraps up. Size doesn't size doesn't matter. It's it's how you use. It's how you move face. it. It's how you move. Yeah, it's how you move it. Yeah. It's how you move it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the big takeaway. That's movement one hundred and one <laughs> right there. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that wraps up our discussion of movement mm -hmm. one hundred and one. Uh, stay tuned for other episodes of one hundred and one. Uh, for instance, we mentioned before we will have a measurement one hundred and one coming up here soon. Um, and stay tuned for our next week episode. I totally forgot what we're talking about, but there will be an episode. <laughs> there will be an episode. Um, yeah. Yes. And if you can just like, man, drop that, drop in the comments. If you're watching on YouTube or email us on the podcast, uh, bombat generals, um, at gmail.com. And we'd just love to hear like your stories of the games you're playing or like how, like our podcast has either helped you or made you a worse player. Um. <laughs> or if you have something that you want us to talk about, honestly, I think uh, one of my locals was uh, the inspiration for a few of these one-on-ones just saying, hey, like, can you talk a bit more about movement? Yep. Um, so we're, we're happy to do that. Uh, and hopefully we get most things right. Yes. If we don't, uh, <laughs> let us know. I'll start double-checking all of Matt's rules. 
Todd, Todd, Todd's. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Todd. Yeah. It was Todd's. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks so much for listening or watching the Bombad Generals. We hope you have a great week. Oh, and stay Gungan. Boom. I've just oh, been I doing it a lot. Do it. Well, I was. Oh, I, no, I, I had oh, stay Gungan. <laughs> well, I was getting like stay Gungan. Doing it. Mm, yeah. Mm, <laughs> stay this Gungan. has been the Bombad Generals. Listening to Bob Band Generals is not scientifically proven to make you a better Legion player. Side effects may include bad dice rolls, misfigures, aim losses, bankruptcy, divorce, vomiting, and sudden death. Ask your doctor if Bombad Generals is right for you.